Hope FM Breakfast Show is brought to you by Chester Pierce Funeral Service. For individual support as unique as your loved one, visit chesterpierce.com. Now, one of the things that's been really encouraging through this time of COVID has been the way people have been helping uh, people in all sorts of ways. Just now, I'm going to focus on on an organisation called Helping Homeless Veterans UK, uh, and the chief executive of that is uh, David Wood. Good morning to you, David. A very good morning, Blair. Now, David, helping homeless veterans, some people might be surprised that that veterans, given their, their tremendous service, uh, are homeless at all. How does that come to be? We have a big issue um, within our country, and it's been going on for a number of years now, where where a lot of our veterans have come out of the armed forces. They are suffering with the after effects of seeing active service, um, it could be anything to do with their mental health, with PTSD. Um, it could be alcohol addiction. It could be a number of reasons. And unfortunately, with veterans, they're very stubborn people. They don't like asking for help, even though there is help available for them. I mean, does it sort of equally affect men and women, or does it tend to, to affect uh, women or sort of men? Because, I mean, women can be a little bit more forthcoming, you know, with their emotions, whereas us men, not quite so, so good at that, are we? No, you're absolutely right. Um, unfortunately, we have assisted men and women, but I can safely say it's probably 80% men to 20% women, and we tend to find that the women that we assist, um, sometimes it's through uh, relationship breakdowns or domestic violence, and that's when we step in and we will assist that lady if she is a veteran of the armed forces. Mm. I mean, obviously, uh, as you quite rightly said, I I guess if you're a member of the armed forces, that you're you're leading quite a sheltered life, aren't you? Because, I mean, although it's a very busy life, uh, and and for many people a professional life, that there is that sort of almost like a different culture within the forces, isn't there? Yeah, there's obviously when you're serving in the armed forces, you've got your comrades around you. um, You're always together as a team. You work together. You eat together. You sleep together you know, in the same barrack blocks if you're a single person. So you've always got people around you. And then when you come out into civilian life, you tend to find that obviously things are completely different to what you're used to. And when you're in the armed forces, a lot of stuff is done for you. For example, your accommodation is paid for straight away out of your wages. You don't even see it. Your food is paid for. Um, so when you do come out, especially if you've joined up as a young serviceman, um, and I use myself as an example, I joined up at 16. And when I came out of the armed forces, I had to learn how to budget, how to finance, and basically learn how to live a completely different way of living to what I'd been trained to do as a young soldier. And how much support is there, David, for, you know, for servicemen and women coming out? You know, I mean, is there an aftercare service in terms of the various, uh, the various strands of the armed forces? I can safely say that things are a lot better now than what they have been for a number of years. We now have the Office for Veterans Affairs, uh, which is solely there to help and assist our veterans who are struggling so there is now a lot more work being done to assist 
our country's veterans, but also there is a large number of military charities and veterans charities that are there that can offer professional help and professional guidance. And I use ourselves as an example because we work very closely with local authorities to make sure that the correct legislation that has been put in place by the government is being utilised and is being used for all of our veterans. And I'm proud to say that BCP Council is one of the best councils for dealing with our veterans who are struggling with regards to homelessness. Now, obviously, Helping Homeless uh, Veterans UK is a, is a national charity. How, how did it come, come into being? Yeah, sure. I've been heavily involved in um, housing veterans for the last six years. I was with two previous very large charities, um, but the last charity I was with decided they wanted to relocate back up north, so it left a very large gap down here, mainly on the south coast. But myself and two of my fellow directors decided that we would set up our own organization, which at the moment is a not-for-profit CIC. However, we we have um, put in for charity status. Um, So, yes, we do cover England and Wales. And the furthest veteran that we've helped is Newcastle. And then you can basically come all the way down the country. We've helped veterans in North Wales and in South Wales and a lot of veterans along the South Coast as well. Now, obviously, up until now, you haven't had your own property. And we're going to talk a wee bit later on about that. So so without your own property, then how did you link veterans to accommodation? Yeah, we've, we're very lucky because we work throughout the country with over 80 local authorities and councils. So that means that we have contacts within those local authorities and councils who we can speak to if we have a veteran in that area. So that helps massively. But also we work very closely with private landlords and estate agents so that if a veteran needs to move into private rented accommodation, we can help and assist them with that by helping financially maybe with rent and advance and deposits but at the same time we also offer furniture for when a veteran moves in if the property is unfurnished Um, and we I think the most important thing about ourselves which is something I've learned over the last six years of doing this is that we provide welfare support once that veteran has been helped and assisted into accommodation we are there then to follow through to make sure that the veteran doesn't end up back on the streets or being homeless and we can provide any continuous support that they may need with their mental health by working with other local charities and organizations that are professional in that scope so that they can get the help that they need this is hope fm That, of course, is uh, Dar Straits there and Brothers in Arms. A very appropriate track uh, to my very special guest, David Wood, who's the CEO of uh, Helping Homeless Veterans uh, UK. So, David, if I was uh, ex-forces and, and, I, and I came to you, I was referred to you and whatever, how would, what would happen? The first thing we do, um, we act immediately. If somebody comes to us and they say they're a veteran and they're homeless, we put them straight away into temporary accommodation for a period of 24 hours. 
that would mean a and b or hotel-type environment, so we got them safe. We can then carry out background checks through various sources to make sure that the person is a genuine veteran so that we keep in line with our aims. Once we have clarified that they are a veteran, we will then get them to engage with the local authority with our assistance to make sure the correct legislation is being used to help that veteran off the streets or out of sofa surfing. Of course, there are. There is. Once pri- we, isn't, pri- isn't priority given to, to veterans in terms of, of particularly council housing? It is. It's a very complex area, Blair. Um, the legislation involved with housing is very complicated. No two cases are ever the same. Basically, you have the Housing Act, 1996-2002, and you've just mentioned priority need. However, on top of that, if a veteran has been out of the armed forces for less than five years, then they come under the auspice of the military covenant, which gives them even more priority. So it is a very complicated area. But if we then, once we've engaged with the local authority, because there is a severe lack throughout the country of social housing, we will then help the veteran to find private rented accommodation and working with the local authorities and the councils, they can help and assist with the financial aspects involved in that. But at the same time, we can also assist. I've mentioned rent in advance and deposits. Sometimes we have to step forward and assist and pay for that. And we also help them with furniture and welfare packages. We put, we provide all of our veterans with a fortnight's worth of food so that they've got food straight away as soon as they move in. And we top up their gas and electric so that they can settle in, get access to benefits and get you know, sorted out, basically. Now, I know that you and your fellow trustees uh, don't take a salary. You're doing this entirely voluntary. But but all of the, 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 the interventions that you've been talking about and very, very necessary and important interventions do take money. So where does that money come from? We are very fortunate that we have some amazing supporters out there. We've had to rely throughout the COVID crisis on social media because all of our funding um, ceased, obviously, because we couldn't attend events and fundraise in public. Mm. So we're very fortunate that we have some amazing supporters who have kept us afloat. And we've also been able to obtain some grants to keep us going. One of them came uh, locally from the Talbot Village Trust Fund, who gave us £10,000, which was absolutely amazing. And then we move forward and we are part of the co-op scheme, uh, the membership scheme, who basically people can purchase their food, their items from co-op and choose us to support. And we've just had our first payment from co-op who have been absolutely amazing. And that payment was for just under £3,000. And that £3,000 goes a long way when we're dealing with the veterans that we are helping at the moment. So so big cheer cheer for the co-op. And of course, they're also supporting Hope FM, as you probably know, but I won't focus on, on that. But like you, we're very grateful to them for the support uh, that they've given to us. Now, I know that going forward, you've got a, an amazing vision, haven't you? And, and it's actually accommodation related. Tell us about it. 
Yeah, sure. Um, up to today's date, um, in the last 18 and a half months, we've helped 117 veterans. We have grown very, very quickly, mainly down to COVID. So our future plans, which have now started, is we are taking over the upstairs of the Royal British Legion Club in Winton, who is a huge premises, which we are planning on converting into six individual flatlets um, where veterans can move in there on a temporary basis until permanent accommodation can be found, which takes away having to put them into hotels and B&Bs, and it puts them into a safe surroundings where they are surrounded by fellow veterans as well. Um, the work has already started on this. It's a big project, um, but that is going to play a massive part in our future as well as we are going to be centralised at, um, well, it's just opposite um, Pool Rugby Club on Turlinmore. We're going to have our own office facility and storage, which is a, a place called Revo's Hub. It's run by a veteran by the name of Richie Rivers, um, and it's a car enthusiast place, but we've teamed up together and he's given us a spot where we're going to have our own office space. And it means that we can provide coffee mornings, breakfast mornings for veterans. And at the same time, if a veteran, for example, if their washing machine blows up and they haven't got any money, they can come to us. We'll have a washing machine in our storage container, which would have been donated to us, and we can help that veteran. And if they just want to come in and have a chat, talk to us about any problems, share the banter, share the fun, that's the whole idea of being centrally located. So we've got a lot going on at the moment, and we're moving forward at a very, very fast pace. So you've already mentioned that we're going to be. Um, sorry, I've already mentioned that we've um, applied for charity status. So there is a heck of a lot going on at the moment, Blair. I was thinking you're going to be running out of the COVID stable. I mean, charging out more like than, rather than running, you know, <laughs> with uh, so much. Yeah. But if, but I guess that also there be there would have been increased need because the whole lockdown would, would of course have just exasperated the whole, you know, whether it was PTSD or or, or whatever was impacting the folk you work with. You know, Blair, that's a very good point you just made. And over out of the 117 veterans that we have helped, over 60 of those veterans have been helped throughout the COVID crisis. At one point during the COVID crisis, in the very early days, um, I think we were about three months into the COVID crisis, we had seven cases in one week that came forward. And it was relationship breakdowns. It was... Um, lack of work because obviously people were furloughed a lot a lot of veterans are self-employed because they like working for themselves and their work dried up so we the work that we have done as volunteers has been recognized at a very high level um within government itself we have open dialogue with government ministers because they're asking us why have you had to help so many veterans? Because they are concerned and they're listening to us. So, yeah, it's um, it's certainly been a stressful time. It's certainly kept us on our toes. But we've got great plans for the future. We're here to stay. Um, and we can't wait to get back out there, meet the public. We've got um, a concert, a music concert 
which is going to be at the RBL Club in Winton. That's taking place on the 10th and the 11th of September. And just as an example of our support, we've organised a black tie event for Christmas at the end of November. We had, this is taking place at the Hotel Miramar. We had 120 tickets to sell and we sold them in four days. Fantastic. That's how big our support is. Well, David, going so, going forward, going on, going forward, I guess people can check out your website. You want to give us the address? Yeah, sure. It's www.hhvuk.org. Sorry, just give us that again, David. Yeah, www.hhvuk.org. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.